0: What's the latest on the new federal tax policy and fundraising? You're gonna find out today on this first day from the fundraising school. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, joined today by Dr. Patrick Rooney, He's the Associate Executive Dean of the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And Patrick, thanks so much again for being with us thanks, on man. the first day from the Fundraising School podcast. Uh, you are sought nationally for your assessment on the impact of taxes on charitable giving. And we want to be able to provide an update of what we're seeing as we're in the second half of 2018 as it relates to that new federal tax policy that was established in December of 2017. But first of all, Patrick, let's take a step back. We know give for a myriad of reasons. Where do taxes tend to fit in uh, when fundraisers are thinking about working with donors and thinking about tax rates?
1: So well, this is a little complicated because what we hear from donors in surveys is that taxes don't matter at all. Right. And, and in fact, they are right in the sense that one would never give simply because of the tax deduction, because if you, if you were a narcissist, Or if you only cared about your after-tax income, you would never give philanthropically because you're never ahead just from the tax deduction. And in that narrow sense, taxes don't matter. So people want to pay it forward or give it back or honor a friend or a relative, um, make their community better. Uh, They want to do acts of charity, uh, almsgiving and so on. There's a lot of motivations that are religious and and non-religious in their motivations. At the same time, taxes, you know, Econ 101, incentives matter, right? And people respond to incentives. And so what we see historically looking at tax data is that when the price of giving goes up, that is the value of the deduction goes down, that people on the margin give less than they would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not everybody. Right. But it's just some people may stop giving altogether, right? If they if the price of giving goes up a lot for them, and others may just ratchet it down a little bit. So for example, if you had to run a balanced budget, imagine that. Yeah. If you had to run a balanced budget at a home, and you were at full capacity prior to a change in the tax code, if your tax liability changes as a result of the new tax bill, you're probably going to have to dial back your philanthropic giving perhaps incrementally, but you'd have to dial back to hold yourself at a balanced budget. And so, it's not to say that people are that ultra-rational in their thought process, but that we see that as a result, that taxes do matter as a result.
0: Certainly an indicator to watch. Now, taxes rarely, if ever, are the first and only reason people give, I mean, if that were true, I would just go to the closest next-door nonprofit provide my donation, get my tax receipt done. But there are all these other motivations, all these other reasons. Taxes often, when they do figure in, is how and when I give a gift. Am I giving a gift out of a stock portfolio? Uh, Is it something to help me with my overall tax payment to the federal or state government? So it is something that we need to keep in mind, which of course is why December of 2017 grabbed everybody's attention uh, with some fundamental changes in the federal tax policy. And whether people are against or for those uh, new policies, that's up for you to decide. We're thinking about the potential impact on fundraising. So Patrick, remind us, What were some of the key points in that tax policy uh, that might intersect with fundraising? Yeah,
1: so a couple things stand out. You know, one was that, and probably the most significant in terms of impact, is that most households who were itemizers before will become non-itemizers going forward. And that's because the standard deduction has been nearly doubled Mm -hmm. for both married individuals and singletons. And so what we see is uh, now, if you make uh, less than twelve thousand dollars a year as an individual, or twenty-four thousand dollars a year uh, as a couple, uh, you have no tax liability. And uh, if you are, if you have fewer than that as a deduction, um, you know, so mortgage interest, right. you know, state and local property taxes, charitable donations. If you have less than that as a deduction, you're not going to be an itemizer going forward, and so the price of giving that dollar is now a dollar rather than a
0: dollar minus the marginal tax rate. Right. And so the uh, standard deduction was doubled. Also at the high end, we saw the rate come down a couple of percentage points. And this then gets into some complex territory about the price of giving. Right, But you and some others wonder, is that going to depress charitable giving? We don't know for sure, but we're kind of wondering about that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's complicated for a couple of reasons. So one, we know that the growth in incomes and wealth overall have a positive impact on on giving. So what we see in the marketplace in giving may be very positive, but that for some households, their household giving will be affected by these changes in tax code. So we can measure that at the micro household level when we may see a different result from household to household because of their Tax price elasticity of demand, right? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and so, how sensitive that one individual or, c- or family is relative to their taxes, and how mu- how that affects their giving. Others will not be tax price sensitive, right? right. They, you know they're not affected by the tax code. They made a commitment. They're going to tie five percent, or they're going to tie ten percent, or they're going to give a hundred thousand dollars over the next five years to their alma mater Regardless. or the cancer wing and what have you. So they're not they're not influenced by those tax uh, changes on on the on the margin. The other thing is that the change in the top marginal tax rate was actually fairly small. It went down from 39.6 to 37 as the top rate. So, again, a fairly small gradation on the high end um, for individuals. For corporations, the change in the top marginal tax rate went was a pretty dramatic change. It went from 35 uh, percent to 21 percent. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that for corporations, if they were tax price sensitive, that that would have a bigger impact than it would for a one or two point change.
0: And that's important to remember amongst our business donors, who, by the way, also have their own list, wide variety of reasons why they give. Uh, to uh, nonprofits for important causes and so taxes are on that list So we need to be aware of their potential impact and Of course one of the other big uh, changes was in the estate tax right. the Doubling the amount of dollars that uh, could be shielded from taxes that tends to affect probably the wealthiest Americans, right? And so let's raise right. dollars from those wealthiest Americans uh, But it's kind of what top 2% of our potential donors? Less than that less than that so
1: okay. so under the old tax policy, it really was the top two percent of estates that were subject to any estate tax. And then the estate tax exemption has been raised a number of times. Um, this last time it went from five and a half million dollars per couple to eleven million I mean five and a half million an individual to yeah. eleven an individual, twenty two million a couple. You can pass through a lot of yeah. wealth without being subject to any taxation. And in fact, you know it's you know it's a fraction of 1% of households that will pay any estate tax
0: ever in their lifetime. So, And there's no doubt, the research shows, that uh, taxes do tend to increase in importance when people are thinking about planned giving. But yet again, not the only reason. You know, how yeah. can I continue my impact when I'm no longer in this world? And uh, maybe honor a family member you know, into perpetuity. So all sorts of reasons, but taxes certainly need to be considered. So, Patrick, we're in the second half of 2018. Folks are wrapping up their annual fundraising 40% of giving from individuals tends to happen in the final couple of months of the year uh you know to use a washington dc phrase you know what did they know and when did they know it so what do we know and when will we know it about what yeah. actually is happening based on this tax policy yeah no, those are really important
1: questions and i would say what we know right this moment is absolutely next to nothing yeah um, from a data standpoint from a data standpoint yeah. so we have no new data from the IRS because the IRS data are annualized and there's a lag in that as well. Um, What we see, you know, know, the new data would be from the online uh, fundraising data firms, right? Right. So, you know, so charities or organizations that are reporting charitable receipts, uh, whether online or on a cumulative basis. But but that data, we have to keep in mind, is income from all sources for charities, and it's also not a random sample. Right. So it's is generally larger charities that can afford to subscribe to those types of services, and uh, and and some of them have, and some large charities have their own uh, programs that they've invented along. Time ago, and they keep, they continue to use that.
0: So our best snapshot of the data actually won't come till June of 2019, right? When right. the Giving USA data come out in June of 2019. But what can you be doing right now? And what you can be doing right now is talking to your donors. And as I've traveled around the country training for the fundraising school, the, some of the largest nonprofits in the world, as well as small and medium nonprofits, it's interesting, Patrick. People are saying they haven't seen an effect yet. I know that's right. just an anecdote, but the veteran fundraisers say. Not yet, I'm still watching this end of the year when almost half of charitable giving happens from individuals. So be talking to your donors, and especially those that are kind of in the mid range. You know, folks who weren't itemizing to begin with, this isn't really gonna affect them very much. Uh, And and our wealthiest neighbors, our high net worth uh, donor study shows, they're giving 60, 70, $80,000 a year. This change in the standard deduction might not hit them. But folks in that $5,000 to $20,000 a year giving, either to your nonprofit or in total, those might be the folks who are affected most. Absolutely. I think that you nail it on the head because the, at the
1: ultra high end in terms of income and wealth, they're still going to be itemizing. Yeah. And, and those who were not itemizing before are absolutely not going to be itemizing. It's the people on the margin who were itemizers who may be bumped into non itemization status that may be affected. And those who, turn out to be itemizers, but they aren't sure this year, right? And as they right. start doing their tax planning for year end, they start figuring out, all right, if I give more, um, then maybe that pushes me into an uh, itemization status. So I think one of the things we saw last year right after the um, passage of the tax bill, uh, some of the DAF fund operators right. said, we were working seven days a week, 20 yeah. hours a day. We may see some of that again, even though there won't be a new bill, it'll be in December this year. People will be figuring out, hmm, do I make that decision to go into a DAF or not? And keep in mind, in order to put in two or three years' worth of extra giving into a DAF fund this year, they have to have the capacity to do that. So it's not just a scientific inquiry to say, yeah, I can bunch my giving and gain the tax advantage this year. You have to be able to cash flow that, and not everybody can do that
0: this topic of bunching is something we need to be keeping an eye on as patrick just alluded to and you know the good news for you is you have good relationships with your donors and this is the kind of conversation you can be having with them for example a very legitimate question is that wonderful gift you gave at the end of 2017 did that include your 2018 gift as well? Because we're hoping you can make an annual gift in this calendar year. Or how are these tax rates affecting you? Is it is it going to impact your giving? Uh, we're hearing some people have more money because of the tax rates. Might you make a larger gift? Or are you uh, kind of gonna be waiting and seeing, as Patrick just indicated? Again, very open conversations with your donors. They care about your cause. You have a good relationship with them. This is something that can be part of the broader conversation as they continue to support your world-changing work. And of course, information like this is available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Look at that research tab, pull it down, a lot of good information there. Uh, And then of course, you can find out more about the Fundraising School. Our courses, 17 of them in 16 US cities, But we can bring custom training right to you. We have quarterly webinars, and of course, these weekly podcasts, all philanthropy.iupui.edu. Now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School.